Hey everyone, it's Britt from Tiny Bites. Before we get into this week's episode, just a quick word from this week's sponsor. If you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts and you probably like music too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free. You don't need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode, download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. I love that for when I'm traveling. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integrations with social platforms like Instagram. Just search for Tiny Bites on the Spotify app or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab and follow me so you never miss an episode of Tiny Bites. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming service and now it can be your go-to for podcasts too. Welcome back to the Tiny Bites Podcast. This is episode 33. My name is Britt. I'm a minimalist, a simple living advocate, and a tiny house enthusiast. My journey into minimalism and simple living began in 2014 when I donated, sold, and recycled most of my belongings in favor of a less cluttered life. This podcast, Tiny Bites, explores what it means to live a tiny but wonderful life. I share personal stories about my experience as a minimalist to help others take the plunge. I'm so glad you're joining me this week. Tiny Bites is back, you guys. Welcome to season two. I took most of the summer off to give myself a break to regroup, recharge, and refocus, and I'm happy to report that I mostly did all of that. Shout out to my friend and fellow blogger and podcaster Lisa from the Simple Life Podcast and Lisa's Simple Life Experiment for recording that wonderful ukulele intro music for me. I reached out to Lisa after hearing her podcast music and knowing that she loved playing the ukulele and asked if she'd record something for me. I am so, so grateful and happy that she said yes. I have one more housekeeping thing before we get into this season's inaugural episode. You may have seen on my social media that I quit Facebook. It was probably the best decision I've made in a while for my mental health and well-being. In a similar vein, I'm going to be switching up my publishing schedule to give myself a little more room to breathe while maintaining quality content for you to enjoy, which is really my number one priority. So instead of publishing two pieces of content a week, one blog post and one podcast episode, I'm going to publish one piece a week and I'm going to alternate back and forth between a blog post and a podcast episode. I love writing as much as I love recording, but I can't continue to do both every single week. And I also don't think it's fair to you guys to compromise the quality of one of those mediums. Your ears are just as important to me as your eyes. So yeah, that's my goal for this upcoming year. If you have any questions or comments about it, you can comment over on the blog at tinyambitions.com slash tinybites33, or you can email me directly at tinyambitionsblog at gmail.com. Let's get into the meat of today's topic, which is a really interesting experience I had in a virtual reality game a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to put a disclaimer here to let you know that I'm going to be talking about some pretty abstract, obscure, philosophical slash moral slash ethical concepts today. If that's not your jam, you can check out my archives for 32 other episodes to listen to. I promise I won't be offended. Let's get into it. So a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to participate in a virtual reality experience as part of a conference I was attending. I'd never done anything VR related before, so I was excited and nervous about it all at the same time. 
From how I know I interact and handle visual stimulation, even just in the form of pictures, I knew that a full-blown VR experience would not be great for me. I get dizzy pretty easily, and that coupled with a very immersive experience of VR meant that most of the quote-unquote cool VR games were no-go for me. So first off, if you've never done anything in VR before, let me set the stage for you. You stand in this black room with three walls and one open wall to the rest of the space in the case of where we were. Basically, you're staring at nothing. You have this headset on that is like a pair of uh, heavy ski goggles and two hand remotes that reminded me of the older generation Wii remotes for the Nintendo Wii. So once I got myself situated and got all the gear on, I started flicking through the games that I got to choose from. Action first-person shooter games aren't my style, so I completely skipped those. I tried out a sailing game, but couldn't quite figure out how to make it work. That's definitely user error on my part. I also tried my hand, quite literally, at a painting game, which was super cool and made me want to paint in real life. But both of those experiences felt pretty invasive and close up to my personal space, which is the point of virtual reality, I guess, but it was very unsettling. So since they both left me feeling a little uneasy, I did what any person would naturally do in a super cool virtual reality space. I decided to pick a meditation game. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, I wish that I was, but I'm just not the cool VR person that everyone likes to think they are when they're in VR, which let's be honest, no one looks cool when they're doing virtual reality stuff. You're wearing massive goggles and flailing in the air at nothing. So in the meditation game in this particular system, you got to choose your music, the meditation itself, and the place that you wanted to meditate. I chose some Muladhara chakra music, which is music made up of tonal sounds that operate on a very low, deep frequency. And there's a ton of it on YouTube if you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's a very deep, sort of guttural type music that I enjoy listening to in my spare time to help me clear my mind. I also chose a movement meditation. I didn't really know what that meant, but I thought I would give it a try. And I chose to do my meditation in the coolest place I could think of outer space, obviously. So I got all of those pieces sorted out and then I got to try the meditation. It was a cool experience, but also really weird at the same time because I chose to do it in outer space and because I didn't have to hold the hand controllers while doing it, I didn't have a body that I could see through the VR goggles. So it wasn't even like I was floating in outer space. It was like there was nothing but outer space. That was kind of a bit of a mind trip because I kept looking down at where my legs and feet should have been, but it was just space, stars, and other galaxies. For those of you who don't know, I was trained as a yoga teacher when I was in grad school, and a big part of our training was coming to terms with the idea of impermanence, which I found very helpful on my journey to minimalism. It's the idea basically that nothing lasts forever, especially not ourselves or our stuff that we identify with as being part of ourselves. And the VR experience I tried was very much an exercise in, in impermanence. I knew I had a body while meditating, obviously, but because I couldn't see it, my eyes were sending signals to my brain that there was no body there, or at least that a part of it was missing. And once I got over how weird that felt, it was actually a really pleasant experience to not have to be focused on my bodily presence and just be, which is the entire point of meditation anyway, to be present. 
So sitting in outer space, even if it's not real, really does give you some perspective on life and reminds you, or it reminded me anyway, of just how small we are in comparison. We're the size of a speck of dust in a universe that we still don't fully understand the size of, and I left the VR space feeling pretty zen about life in general because of that. Despite the lovely experience I had, I still have some reservations about virtual reality in general and what it is doing to our expectations of what our lives should look like. I think there are a lot of moral questions involved in using and marketing VR responsibly. So on the one hand, what does it say about the state of our real lives and our society in general that we want to lock ourselves in a room and pretend to be somewhere else, doing something that is probably nowhere near the realm of our reality, i.e. sitting in outer space or shooting zombies. So are we so dissatisfied with our lives that we need to give them over to computers to build an entirely new reality for us? I feel like VR is just sort of the next level of escapism and I'm not really sure where that leaves us or how I feel about that. And so I know that sounds pretty harsh and overly critical, but that's my one thought on VR. On the other hand though, I can absolutely see the benefits of virtual reality. We can experience things we'd never have the chance to experience in the quote unquote real world, whether that's going into outer space or painting a beautiful masterpiece. So VR from that perspective seems like a high impact, low cost way to experience a lot of different things in a short amount of time for relatively little outlay. All of this got me thinking, obviously, is VR good for minimalism? And in one way, I think that it is. If we could have all the adornments we're told that we need in our lives to be happy, like fast cars, fancy houses, etc., if we could have all of that stuff in a virtual reality, maybe that would satisfy our desire and we could just get on with living our perfectly happy lives. On the other hand, maybe VR is a manifestation of our insatiable desire to consume more and will ultimately translate into more consumptive behavior in our real lives. All of this is obviously hypothetical and philosophical, but I think it's worth thinking about the moral, ethical, and societal implications of any new quote-unquote thing before committing to it fully. Would I do VR again? 100% yes. I especially want to try underwater VR. Swimming with virtual sharks sounds like exactly the sort of thing I'd be into, and the decreased risk of shark bites is pretty great. So have you tried VR before? Did you like it? Do you, did you hate it? Do you think it spells the destruction of humankind as we know it? Let me know in the comments over at tinyambitions.com tinybites33 or you can email me at tinyambitionsblog at gmail.com. That's it for this week's episode of Tiny Bites. My apologies for the longer than normal bite. Normal service will resume for the next episode now that all that pesky housekeeping is out of the way. See you next time.